Blog Talk Radio. All right, then. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and tonight on a very special episode of the 80s Hour or so, Tony discusses his true feelings about movies. No, it's me, Juan Aleman, and I'd like to welcome you. We've been gone for a couple of weeks. Lots has been going on uh, with me, uh, but I just wanted to say I'm glad to be back. I hope we have a great show tonight, and what we're going to talk about tonight is the movies of 1987. It was a great year for movies. As I'm doing my research, I realized how much happened in that year, and there are some great movies that came out. But as always with me is my partner, my buddy, Tony Lamar. How are you doing tonight, Tony? What, what's up, everybody? It's a summer. It's summertime. It's summer movies of 87. Or that's just some of them, but definitely it was a, a year for me to remember of 1987. Mm-hmm. I was 17 years old, and uh, I spent half the year incarcerated. Ooh. So a lot of these watching? movies. So a lot of these movies I saw like when I got out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, I won't belabor the point. I was not incarcerated, not until the next year. But anyway, um, one of the, one of the first movies that I think of when I think of 1987 is Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket, I think, was a great movie. Uh, Stanley Kubrick film. Um, just it, the, from the beginning to the end, it draws you in. It has some of the most famous um, boot camp scenes of what everybody pictures when they think of going to boot camp or going into the Marine Corps, uh, which is these guys were in the Marine Corps. And then the scenes from Vietnam were just it was difficult to watch. It was hard to watch mm-hmm. the war scenes and everything, but the tagline to it was uh, in Vietnam, the wind doesn't blow. It sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what um, did you think of that movie? I see. I have military experience through my dad. Cause I was a Navy, I was a Navy brat. So mm-hmm. I lived on that base. I know a little bit about it, but I was never actually enlisted and due to issues it doesn't even matter. Couldn't go. I wanted to. I actually sworn in, but something prevented me from going, which really sucked. So um, I would love to know what it's like to be in boot camp and be a military person. You know, I, I something that I always felt that I missed out on. So seeing this movie, and I, I still watch this scene just the, fir- the first six minutes of the movie. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. That's an awesome opening scene. You know, oh, I mean, yeah. a man's career. I mean, uh, Arlie Remy, that's his name. He's always been like, you know, consulting on movies. Goes way back to Apocalypse Now. But he made cameos in movies. But this one made him full front and center, and made him to an actor. Which it was, made him famous. Yeah. Yes, it made him infamous overnight. And you're right that once it got to Vietnam, it got really dark and twisted and stuff that I I would say I wouldn't say I was comfortable, but. It was just seen in a different light. It was definitely one of Stan Kubrick's um, better films from me, from my point of view. Um, but later on in his years, it got kind of sad. But this was definitely part of, when you say Stan Kubrick, this was definitely a good one here. I agree. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
uh, I was in the military and I have friends who were in the military and uh, some of that stuff is just over the top, but some of mm-hmm. it does happen. You know, I was um, there in a time when they, they were shifting, it was changing and, you know, the, the army was becoming more sensitive and mm-hmm. things like that. And it was, it was a shift. But what happened to those guys, because I do have friends that were in Vietnam, too. And uh, if you were drafted, you know, you could either volunteer or you could be drafted. I mean, one or two, but it was coming unless you you ended up not going at all or whatever. But, um, yeah, it was a rough time. And Stanley Kubrick paints a great picture of it. Definitely um, one of the good movies. But let's stay in the same thing. A seven, also another movie about Vietnam. Good Morning Vietnam came out that same year. Um, <laughs> this one here, um, I would like to say I saw in the theater. <laughs> I yeah. you, so this one actually did see in the theater. Uh, Full Metal Jack pay per view got a lot of money for me because of because uh, I couldn't wait. So a lot of these movies I did pay for extra money to see it early. So this is year where my cable company loved me because I bought a bunch of uh, pay-per-view movies. But back to Good Morning Vietnam, Robin Williams' movie really showed that he, he we already know he's funny, but we also, we saw some real drama that that fit his character, I mean, Robin Williams. This was, movie was made for him. He made it his own, which was awesome. Yeah, I agree with you that it was a great movie. I, what I enjoyed is some of the, the lines that he came up with and were written for him. Like uh, when the, uh, the E8 asked him, uh, son, what do, you, what do you think of when you hear a three up or see three up and three down? He goes, end of an inning. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the, there were really great lines in there. It was a touching movie. Uh, but, uh yeah, it was it was good. It was good. It was Robin Williams that doing some of his best work, I think, at that mm-hmm. time in the in the late eighties. Yeah, this is definitely up there. Definitely. Um, so yeah, I think he got a nomination for this movie. I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but I'm sure he, this definitely got a lot of recognition from this movie here. I would not surprise. Definitely. Yes. Good morning, Vietnam. 1987, yep. and did he get? Uh, yes, he was nominated. Uh, he won the Golden Globe for this role, but he was also nominated for Academy Award, which he didn't win. But see, I knew he at least got nominated. So yeah. Yeah, because his his did he win more than one? What, what do you mean? For I this, know he oh. won for Goodwill Hunting, but did he win uh, another Oscar? Uh, did he win? I don't see here. Uh, he won a supporting actor for Goodwill Hunting. You're right. And then, uh, no, that's the only Oscar that he's won was for um, Goodwill Hunting. Okay. But he received two Emmys and seven Golden Globe awards, and you know, Screen Actors Guild and five Grammy awards throughout his whole career. So, but far as Academy Awards, just a supporting actor for um, Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, very much a missed actor. And person. I mean, so many things happen and, you know, mm-hmm. from 1987 to now, so many, so much good work that he did. Uh, but, yeah, tragic end. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But let's move on. 
Another, one of my favorite, personal favorites, was The Lost Boys. I thought it was such a neat take on a vampire, a classic vampire story. And uh, it was well acted, well done. Had the young cast uh, led by uh, Corey Haim. Corey Feldman mm-hmm. was in it. Kiefer Sutherland, yep. uh, Jamie mm-hmm. Gertz, Jason Patrick, Alex Winters. I mean, it just goes on. And it was such a great cast. Well acted, well done. Uh, it was it was just a neat take on uh, the vampire show scene. And this is pretty cool. I do remember this movie being filmed because it was shot in Santa Clara at the um, boardwalk. So, of course, anytime a movie shot near where we live is always on the news. So I was, well, I was aware of this film was being shot. And, uh, of course, it was too far for me to go up there because I was still, you know, 16 years old when this film was being shot. And just couldn't see myself getting over the mountains to Santa Cruz. But I will say this about the film. It was a, your different take on a, uh, on a horror genre's um, vampires. One of the first pre uh, before the whole Twilight Zone. This is this is a teenage vampire story. This is, this is, how, this is how you do it, people. You want to do a good teenage vampire movie, here's a good example of The Lost Boys. Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a it's a great movie. Great soundtrack too. That was one of the yes. uh, the first movies I could think of that it kind of flowed like different music videos. Mm-hmm. But but it was a good story, you know. It went with it well, and they had great music opening with the doors, and it just went on and on. It was a great movie. Yeah, that's definitely. Um... No, people are strange. Is that the song you're talking about? Yeah, see, yep. that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, that's a. But here's the thing: it just there's one line in this movie that I just think it's not a vampire thing to say, but Keeper Southern says it. He goes, "You're dead, me." I just I just think it's funny. <laughs> you don't hear vampires saying that kind of stuff. Yeah. I love I love it when the when the grandfather says um, when he saves everybody and he goes, "One thing I can never stand about this place." All the damn vampires. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right, what you got next? Well, here's one. I'm gonna do a little backstory on this one because this is gonna hopefully be a good thing to talk about real quick. Is I first I did not want to see this movie because like I said, I just got out. So this is the first movie I saw when I got out. I didn't want to see it because it looked stupid, it looked girlish, it was a girl movie. And it looked a bunch of bunch of fairy tales. I'm talking about the Princess Bride. Oh. Okay. So I did not. I had attitude and I walked in that theater. Had attitude and the lights went down. And within, I think after the first scene with Inconceivable, I was all smile like this is pretty cool. I was <laughs> sold on it, man. It was a really cool movie. It's one of my favorite movies. I still quote lines from it. It's a. I did not expect it to be that good. I did not expect to fall in love with the Princess Bride. When I walked out of theater, definitely a surprise. One of my biggest surprises of 87, honestly. I think I can, well, I don't think I agree with you. I know I agree with you. Uh, my kids love that movie. I love that movie. My wife loves that movie. We are a Princess Bride loving family. But uh, uh, I, re- I digress. <laughs> no, uh, it, it's a great movie. It's done with a, with a great cast, a great director. Uh, it's such a good ensemble piece, uh, the way they just work together. Andre the Giant was great in this. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, 
I don't know if he was a great actor or if he it was a great directing, but he plays the part so well. Mandy Patinkin is mm-hmm. great in this as uh, Indigo Montoya. It's just done so well, and it's so much fun. I think that I think that's the important part of a film uh, that's supposed to be a comedy or cute or anything is that it's at least fun to watch. You know what I mean? Yes, I agree. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. But yeah, you're 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 dead on with the Princess Bride. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. All right. Oh, so we got next, next line as you. Oh, wish. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, one of our constant listeners wrote in and said, "As you wish." <laughs> oh. That's Yvette in Alaska. Thank you for hey, listening, Yvette. Yvette. Thank you. Nice to hear Thank from you. you so much. That's so sweet. Oh, and she, I was speaking to Yvette earlier today, and you know what she said, Tony? Tell me. She said, "Did Prince make any movies in '87?" I said, "Why do you ask?" She said, "Because Tony would probably be talking about that if he did." <laughs> Unfortunately, no, not till uh, he, had, he had a film come out the year before in '86. Under the Cherry Moon came out, and Under the Cherry Moon came out in '86, and uh, it was such a big hit. Like, yeah, let's not make another movie with Prince for a while. So, <laughs> <laughs> and he directed it too. So '86, I'll talk about it, but yeah, no Prince movie in '87. No Prince movie. Well, how about uh, what a movie that is really good, and that is. The Untouchables. The Untouchables. Uh, that. Uh, well, do you know who directed that movie? Ooh, good trivia question. Let me think about that. Let's see who did direct that movie. Was it? I don't know who was it. It was Brian De Palma. Brian De Palma. Okay. Yep. Hey, I hate well, to do this, everybody. We're having some technical difficulties. We're going to cut the show for just um, not even five minutes, but we're going to be right back. We have another link. I'm so sorry about this, but we're having some issues I need to address, and uh, we'll okay. be right back. I do apologize, okay. but we'll be right back, people. I promise you, real quick. Don't go away. Stay tuned. All right, yeah. 